All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Guardians of the 615. We're excited to get started for you guys. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a quick one today. <laughs> so we're quick, and our good buddy Calvin Williams doesn't like to be responsible, so he's going to miss this podcast. Hey, Finus, how many holes are in a straw? Uh, I mean... There's more than one answer. <laughs> if you say one and you justify it, it could be one. If you say two and you justify it, it could be two. I think there's two legitimate answers because it's all about perspective. What if there's no holes in it? Is the straw itself not a hole? Uh, I think that's what I roll with. Well, now you're getting nitpicky because even if the straw itself was a hole, that means that that hole exists, which would make it a hole. Damn. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. But yeah, I saw I saw that. Uh, I think I saw that on Twitter. People were blasting each other over it. I'm like, it's not that serious. It's serious, man. They're like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. If you think <laughs> that there's two holes in a straw, it's one solid hole that goes through like a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, oh, you turd. Like, just kill it. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not that serious. Right, as you watched it, have you watched uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix yet? I did. You like it? It's okay. So uh, so here's my thing. When it first started off, I thought it was going to be a lot of science and a lot of like what goes on behind the scenes, right? So my, because my friends like, oh, bro, watch, you'd like it. It's like what you study, basically. I'm like, all right, which kind? I don't study comics, but it's the same field. Like 5%. Yeah. 5% of space. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, I was watching, I was like, oh, because at first it starts off good, like, oh, it's coming in. So I'm like, oh, snap, it's going to be lit. But then it got so political, I was like, I, I didn't like the political <laughs> part. I'm not a political guy. So when it got to, like, you know, the 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 female president is supposed to be Trump or yeah. whatever, and the don't look up is, like, the MAGA, whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. It got too political. I was like, where's the science? We're <laughs> like I got Uncle Strip, Uncle Strip wants the science, right? Uncle Strip wanted the science. And it started <laughs> off the science. It was calculating this, and he found out like each or each trajectory, like where how close it's going to get to Earth. And then when that number was zero, you know, when he was like doing the math, and it was going to be zero, mm -hmm. that means it was going to hit the Earth. And he was like, "Let's call it a day." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, bad." It's no, and then they're going to go destroy it. Spoiler, by the way, if you guys haven't seen it. They're going to go destroy it. And then they didn't. And then, bro, the ending, I was just like, all right. So did you, so you, you didn't like that as much. Did you watch Spider-Man? Oh, my gosh, bro. It's fantastic. <laughs> Might be one of the best movies ever made. Oh, my 
the, let's let's calm down here, Finest. I'm gonna say something controversial, and oh, I really no. don't mean it. You're a hater. I don't say it, but I think that it might have been just a tad bit overrated. No, I don't think it was overrated at all. I think it's rated. I think I don't think it's underrated. I don't think it's overrated. I think it's like right where we expected it to be, or I mean, at least right where I expected going into that movie, man. You said what? The hype train going into that movie. Uh, you can't. You, that's why I stay off the internet. <laughs> that's what that, that 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 alone will ruin a movie for me yeah so I, I try to stay away from hype i try to like not yeah no but <laughs> it's it's exactly what i was expecting and what i wanted so it hit the mark for me so are we going to uh give spoilers out and talk about it or should we i mean shit that came out on december 22nd January. uh we might as well because calvin's probably hasn't seen it so yeah. If we wait till next week and he's on, he's not going to, we might as well talk about it. We will talk about it. Did they have to off Aunt May? Did she have to catch one like that? Who? Aunt May. Bro, what? They I don't. You were like that. I don't think the movie would have been, would have been as good if they did it. Yeah. Because like, you know, when, when a movie or a show is good, like Game of Thrones, the characters you think are untouchable when they start killing them off, that's when it's good because you get that sense of nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was not expecting Aunt May. Like, there was no point in the movie, obviously, besides when she got hit with the thing. There was no point yes. in the movie where I was like, oh, they're going to off, they're going to kill off Aunt May. Like, there was no yeah. point until that. I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> Here's my problem, Finus, is with what they're doing with this, this, this multiverse, they have to be careful because, right, the, Technically, I can't remember if it explained in the movie, right? There's an infinite amount of universes, which means there's an infinite amount of possibilities, which means there's right. an infinite amount of Spider-Man's dash, Aunt May's dash, whatever, right? Right. They can't be killing people and bringing them back, man. No, you're right. Like, yeah, no. They I don't need I don't need them using this alternate parallel universe to go and grab Iron Man or to go and grab uh, Black Widow or... Anybody that has died, I don't need them coming back yet. Well, here's my they're thing. Dead, dead. Here's my thing. I'm the all, I'm okay with them doing that with certain characters, like the big characters we want to see back, like Black Widow. It's whatever. I, I don't care if they do. It's whatever. If they don't, I'm fine. But if they do that with Iron Man, let's say Robert Downey Jr. is like, you know what? I want to come back. I want to keep being Iron Man. I want to. I'm like. All, I'm all in. I'm gonna. I'm all in. Let me. Let's say he leaves and he misses it. Let's say I'm all in. Sign me back up, and they do some kind of multi-universe thing to bring him back. I'm okay with Iron Man and Captain America. That's it. No. no. Just just to bring them back into the fold. I'm okay with that. You can't do it, man. That means once you start doing that stuff, that means any character's death is less meaningful. Well, here, I want, well, if there's a, especially in series like that, if somebody dies, I want to feel that shit, and I don't want the cheapness. I think it's cheap writing. Well, I think yeah, you bring somebody back from is. the dead, you, you, it's cheap. It is, but they have they have that tool now because they have to use this to bring in X Men to bring in all the stuff they didn't have. Is that what they're gonna do? Is that how they bring in X Men? And that's uh, how they're bringing in all their characters that they didn't have. It's from the multiverse thing. Just like now Venom, because now Venom's MCU officially. Cause you so know it's that, official that he's MCU? Yes, because you know that credit scene where they went, uh, they were uh, Tom Hardy or Eddie Brock or whatever. Was Did you it. watch Venom 2, Finest? Yeah, the second one okay. was terrible. 
You didn't like the second one? Too much plot. All that. You watched, it. You um, watched the end credit scene for it, though, right? Yeah, the end credit scene was okay. fantastic. Uh, yeah. you know how you know how he was like, I don't know. He's basically on vacation in the new universe, and yeah, Venom was aware because you know Venom has cosmic awareness, so he under he knew that something was different. It's a different universe because each universe has its specific vibration, and he can sense all of that. So he was trying yeah. to explain to Eddie to Eddie how. There's multiple spider bands are doing this and that, and Eddie wasn't getting it. I was, Eddie was drunk. So when he, they went back, after they sent everybody back, you noticed that one drop of Venom still stayed in that universe. Yeah. So now oh, Venom, is that what they did? Is that what they did? Yeah. Oh, when did I, it? I didn't get that. So, it's at so the, Venom, went, Venom and Eddie went back to their own universe? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's there was two end credits. I watched both end credits. So you saw you saw them, right? You should have saw, saw them. I saw them there, but um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. There wasn't very the the context of it wasn't set very well. But you know, he was at that like tiki bar trying to figure it all yeah. out. That was in uh, that was in uh, Spider. That was in the Tom Holland Spider Man universe. Yeah. But and I don't then, remember. I don't remember them saying that they were going to leave the universe. Well, no, they didn't. They just disappeared like everybody else did. Uh huh. That's what happened. Yeah. He, they disappeared, and just like you know, the other Spider Man started disappeared to go back to theirs, and all the villains disappeared to go back to theirs. Then after that, he disappeared, and that's why dude was like he didn't even pay his tab because he disappeared back into his universe. So it's not going to be Tom Hardy's Venom that's going to be in the new Spider Man, or in the I, next well, Spider Man. As of right now, no, but that Venom, that was that Tom Hardy's Venom is the one that's gonna either merge with Spider-Man later or or what? Or find a, so a be, <laughs> you think it's gonna be the same like uh voice actor and stuff? Probably, yeah. They'll probably do that because it's, it's literally the same Venom. So this next I mean, they have the, the opportunity. They won't, but they have the opportunity to make this next Spider-Man pretty dark then. Oh yeah, Venom, Venom's probably the darkest, uh, darkest Marvel character there is, right? Well, that we have, that we have right now, he's the darkest. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He goes around eating people and shit. Yeah. Damn, I didn't pick that up. I didn't pick up that they went into their old universe because I was wondering. I was going to ask you how you felt about Venom and Spider Man being friends because that's what was going to have to happen. They weren't gonna obviously they're not gonna kill off Spider-Man. Yeah, they're not gonna kill off Venom. So no. no, uh I think if they do end up working together, it'll be like a a mutual uh agreement. Like it's gonna be something set up to where they don't wanna work together, but they're gonna have to because they're gonna go get somebody that they gotta team up for. Cause they mm -hmm. work together all the they I don't want to say all the time, but they work together really often. In the comics, and it's usually because, like Carnage, uh, Ven Carnage is stronger than Venom, just straight mm -hmm. up in terms of just power. Um, and so in the comics, to beat Carnage, Venom has to team up with Spider Man to beat him. See that that's what that's the only thing that bothered me about Venom too, because I I really do like Tom Hardy, and I did like that movie, but I wanted to see Venom go like Super Saiyan mode. Oh yeah, I wanted to go like crazy. Yeah, and that never happened. I was waiting for it during the fight scene, but it just never really happened. Uh, yeah, the second Venom, it was trash to me. There's there was too much plot. 
the whole conflict between Venom and and Eddie Brock, like that whole like relationship break. I didn't need that. I don't like that. They could have done. They could have done that in fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. Like when I go to a Venom movie, I'm expecting a Hulk type movie. I want eighty percent of the movie to be flat out fighting, like the first one. Yeah. Most of the movie is just him fighting villains and fighting the other symbiotes, whatever. Uh huh. In the second one, there was too much plot. This dude went to a rave, bro. I was like, <laughs> that's not what I want to see. I want to see this man fight and eat they, people. They needed that. They're bringing him. He's going to be a, like a real character. They had to develop their. their, uh, I, their I didn't character. need that though. He was already well developed in the first one. Because in the mean, first one, he was like he cared about Eddie. He didn't. At, at first, he didn't care about the Earth, but then he saved it at the end because he grew, like, he started to grow an attachment to Eddie, and now he's like, you know what, maybe humans aren't that bad. So he had already been developed. We didn't need him to, and Eddie to break up and, like, have this, like, literally, like, boyfriend-girlfriend type of relationship break up, and then they had to come <laughs> back, and Venom was like, oh, I'm not going to help him unless he apologizes. Like, fam. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a grown-ass child. Uh, but the last the last fight though it, the last fight was good but i wanted like three four fight scenes bro i just wanted them to go super saiyan mode i wanted them to fucking snap and absolutely destroy them yeah like i forgot how he died but i feel, I feel like it was a cheap way they beat carnage if i can't, can't remember i would he ate him i was like oh snap oh bro is there a bug in my oh <laughs> hold up die <laughs> all right we're back we're kind of (laughs) better we had a small emergency (laughs) but uh no they could have done like they could have done if they wanted to do that really bad they could have done the first bit it was because it's a it was a how long was the movie? Hour. It wasn't that long. It was maybe an hour. Like an hour and a half, which pissed me off. They could have done the first fifteen, maybe twenty minutes of, or they could have had just like fit. So they could at the beginning have them pick up. All right, let's see, like see what they're on. Then you could have uh, what they could have done. They did that. Then they could have where carnage gets made basically, and then after that you could have that breakup or whatever while Carnage is doing his own shit in like 15, 20 minutes. Instead of half the movie, 15, 20 minutes, and then there's one fight scene with Carnage and uh, maybe uh, Venom with somebody else or Venom again, Eddie figures it out. They're trying to attack Eddie, but he doesn't have Venom. Then they somehow go separate. Then Eddie's like, oh, snap, me and Venom got to come back together. I need him. They come back together. They fight again. And then maybe that one doesn't go. Or then they have the final fight. Like I want it like, Two or three big fights. Carnage is doing his own thing, but he's doing it with other just like people. You know, it's not Venom versus Carnage. I want them to fight like three times. Yeah. That would have been lit. And they had the final fight scene. Like, because they need to show that Carnage is stronger than Venom. So uh-huh. they need to have Carnage fight Venom head up at least once and he loses. Then they got to go back, regroup, and then they use strategy to beat him along with, you know, he's strong, but they use strategy to beat him in the last fight. But if you didn't know that, you'd have thought that Venom was just outright stronger than Carnage because he eats him. Yeah, but that last fight was like 20 minutes long. That was a long fight. It was not, Bob said, that's the only part I really liked. That last fight was, it was great, but I wanted more. You can't give me a character. Now, you got to remember, Venom's my favorite anti-hero in Marvel, so I hold him to a high standard. So we're, we're they're playing with one of my favorite characters. 
I need them. I need every movie to be on point. Every single one. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he's so he's officially an MCU. What about um I wonder if they'll use the same voice actor for him because I think that dude's funny as hell. Yeah, I hope so. They keep everything consistent. Do you ever watch the Eternals? Yeah, I like the Eternals. You think it was a little bit lackluster? Uh, no, because it's an origin movie. A lot of origin movies kind of seem lackluster because they got to, you got to build, like nobody, know, if you're not in the comics, you have no idea who the Eternals are. I think Marvel understood that. So they really, really had to lay the foundation with the Eternals, with like who they are. And they had they had to really like there's half the movies in flashbacks. Yeah. Of them explaining, you know, because they've been here for years, thousands of years. They were here during the Thanos thing, but they were told not to intervene. So they kind of kept to themselves. So like they really had to lay that foundation. It's kind of like the first Spider-Man and Toby Maguire. Like a good portion of the movie, he's not even Spider-Man. Yeah, because they have they have you know they got to build it. So as an origin story, I think it was pretty good. Now, if it was if that was like the second one, then I'd be a little upset. But uh, I thought and they can't good. bring that. They can't bring them into the MCU, right? They are. They are MCU. It was a Marvel movie. Yeah, but that wasn't that didn't happen on the same planet. That yeah, that was Earth. No, it didn't happen in the same dimension. Yes. But there's a huge ass statue in the middle of Pacific Pacific Ocean. Like, yeah, it was on the news. That it, happened. It, yeah, it made the news uh, on the news thing. All right, bro. Come on, man. We're, we're gonna have to have a conversation here. They, this, they, is, this is no. We're gonna have to have a. Con- this is an overarching problem that Marvel has, and I, I just need to hear this. What do you mean? It all connects. Well, they it, even it, talked about Thanos in the shit, bro. Listen, we can't have these superhero movies where they're sitting here fighting. And they have a world-ending supervillain, and all the other super be- superheroes are just kind of like standing in the corner saying, "That's not my problem." No, they have problem. other shit to no. do. What do you mean they? Are you have talking other about the Eternals? You talking about the the Eternals during all that? You, well, you gotta understand, the Eternals are descendants from a celestial, the 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 head celestial, right? Yeah. And he, like like you said, he creates and destroys worlds. So whatever's going on on Earth, he doesn't give a shit. Because he's using our Earth is going to be destroyed because there's a, a celestial in it that's going to be born. So Earth's about to do this, do that. There's people getting killed. Doesn't care. He's you got to think he's on this almost like an omnipotent level being. So Earth's problems is not his problems. So when he created the Eternals to go out and and make sure that people are developed, so the population is big enough for the celestial to be born. When certain things happen. He doesn't care. And you got to understand that the Eternals abide by his law. So when he says, go to Earth, make sure they're developed because we need the population to be bigger. Don't interfere with Earth's problems like that. When Thanos happens, what do they, they don't interfere. Because you got to remember, they're not, they're artificially made. That's fine. And I don't care about that. I'm saying that if all of this is happening in, in the MCU and they're looking up, do we really think that Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and WandaVision, whatever the hell her name is, and all the other Avengers are just going to be sitting back looking at the Pacific Ocean being like, oh, that's well, a here, strange event. The, I'm not going to go over there and help. Like, what the hell, man? Here, here's here's on the same thing. universe. This is one thing you're missing. A lot of these movies, they're happening at the same time. That's the thing. So, like, you know, like, in the beginning of the MCU, the Hulk movie, 
the Thor movie and Iron Man, that all happened within like three or four days of each other. Like that all was happening at the same time. But because the you know their movies they got to get made and developed, they got to be made and produced. They they the movies are dropped years after each other. But you got to remember a lot of these movies, all of them are happening at the same time. Now I'm not saying these happen at the same time, but I'm saying there could be an instance where while this was happening, Doctor Strange handling his own shit, Spider Man's handling his own shit, uh, Captain Marvel she's not even here right she's in a different galaxy right now thor he's off in a different get like all this stuff they got their own it's not like they're just chilling at home and they get a call <laughs> and they're, they're like no nope, i'm off today <laughs> you're talking about a world-ending event of some big-ass alien and they're also they're the also to destroy the earth and the avengers aren't there to help how can you tell well, me right now there are the avengers are dis dismantled you know yeah we don't even know who's in the, they're probably still trying to assemble their team because what, yeah. what's uh what's falcon gonna do what's the winter soldier gonna do with a celestial coming out there <laughs> tell me <laughs> you see what i'm saying like what are they what like dr strange probably could have helped i no, guess dr. it does strange for sure could have he probably what's the just... what's the guy's name um what's the the i guess he is he he's not a celestial he's the god of the celestials or is the he a big celestial? tall dude that yeah. he, like pulled up and took the, the the chick. Yeah, yeah. He's like the king. I forget his name, but he's like the the head celestial. Like the you can't tell me that even even Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlets beating that dude. No, he's not. So that guy's the strongest, right out of the movie MCU. Yeah, but they were saying that Thanos was the that that the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos was the most powerful thing that could possibly happen the most powerful like mortal like uh, yeah i mean yes and no like he is like that is what they finally got it's a problem it's a problem for any and everybody <laughs> except for like people like the beyonder the living tribunal uh some celestials uh, he could, he could, he could beat some celestials. It just depends on the right. Honestly, it depends on the writers. But uh, no. And to further my point, that guy's gonna bitch Hulk, right? Who the celestial? The, yeah, movie Hulk or comic book Hulk? Because the the comic book Hulk has killed many celestials. No bare, shit. Bare hands. Well, let's not forget because they made a reference. That was bigger than the Earth, man. It doesn't matter. The Hulk has punched a black hole, and he's punched him through a black hole. So we're talking about the most strongest thing in the universe. Hulk's destroyed anyway. But <laughs> let's not forget that Marvel made a reference to how strong the Hulk is. Because you remember Ragnarok, right? And you remember Surtur, the guy that drove a sword through Asgard and destroyed all of it. The Hulk was about to fade that man. <laughs> Thor had to tell the Hulk, "Bro, chill, chill out." <laughs> We need him to destroy Asgard. Hulk was like, are you sure? Because I, I can clap this dude real quick and we can save Asgard. He's like, nah, fam, let's go. Hulk was about to fade that man. The guy that <laughs> killed Helena, their sister, <coughs> nobody could touch. The Hulk was about to fade that dude. And he just got done fading Helena's pet, that big-ass wolf. He just faded that hoe. He's about to go fade Surtur, bro. But that was a little – they wouldn't go do that because Hulk's one of those kids. He's too strong for the movies, if we're being honest. So they have to nerf him so hard to normalize him. <laughs> Otherwise, 
Asgard would have been saved. Hela would have been beaten. Thanos would have pulled up and never got all of them. Because if once had Thanos had got on that ship with them, Hulk would have, it would have, Hulk would have faded that man. But they can't, it wouldn't have been a movie. I don't think Hulk would have faded him. Now we're getting into the weeds here, but that no, not the that reality stone. That reality stone. He didn't, he didn't have the reality. He didn't have the reality stone at that point. Is what I'm saying. With just the power stone, it wouldn't have been enough. Now, once he gets the reality stone, then you can make an argument because then he can just make bend reality to his will. Then, all right, I'll give you that on like technicality. It's not like a straight up one on one hand hand combat fight, but yeah. With the reality stone, I'll give you that because he, he can literally just make the Hulk a stuffed teddy bear, and it's 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 over. But at that point, he didn't have it. But there wouldn't have been. Where a was the Where was the reality stone at? It was at that that collector's thing. Uh, and that, that, yeah, that's where uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because they thought uh, they killed him, but he had changed. He had already changed the reality, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stone's too OP, man. Are those oh, yeah. gone? Are those gone forever? They're destroyed. No coming back. Uh, no, no. They stay in there. I thought that Thanos destroyed them. He did, but that's why they went. Remember, they went into the past to get them. Oh, uh, they can bring them back from new dimensions. Yeah, that's where that shit's gonna start. To well, no, they didn't, no, they didn't. No, not new dimensions. They just in the same timeline, same universe. They just went into the past before Thanos got them. And that's uh-huh. why Captain America went back to return them. So they still exist. So they could technically go back and get them if they wanted them. Yeah. They wouldn't do that, though, because that story's already ran its narrative. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It'd be redundant. Yeah. Damn, bro. We got some good ones coming up. I, I'm excited for the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh, that thing, bro. These, mo- these movies about to be... I feel like the rest of these movies are going to be, like, super complex and have a, like a lot going on. Yeah, they're gonna have to start to. We got Shanghai or Chang Shanghai, whatever the hell is. Uh, oh wait, before we move on, did you notice uh, Daredevil in the Spider-Man movie? Mm. So have you not seen the Daredevil show? Uh, no, no. Oh, first of all, it's fantastic. You have to watch it. It's the best. It's the best uh, TV budget TV show, more a uh, superhero TV show I've ever seen. Like. It's, it's obviously lower budget because it's not like Marvel or it's not technically MCU because I think it's made by CW, but it's like network TV budget and it's well, it's so well done. But you know, the lawyer, he's like, you're going to need a lawyer, or whatever, is talking to his family. Yeah. That's Matthew Murdoch in the show Daredevil. So, mm-hmm. so what they're doing is I love it because he's such a great actor. I'm glad they're keeping him as Daredevil. Uh, but he, he was the actor on the show and they're using him as the actor for Daredevil now. And so that's why, you know, when that brick came in through the window and he caught the hoe, but he's blind? Yeah. He's Daredevil. That's Daredevil. Hmm. And that's why he's they, like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I'm a really good lawyer. That's that's Matthew Murdoch, bro. Yeah, they need to bring him uh, – they need to they, – they've got to start – well, I guess they have years and years, but I guess are they going to make – are they going to make new Avengers? Or is it still the Avengers? Or is it going to be a different group? I don't know if they're going to – They'll probably name it the new Avengers because it's not the Avengers we've had for 10 years. But yeah, they'll probably name it the new Avengers, is what I would guess. And it's gonna be a like a different roster. Yeah, because they got Thor, Thor's new movies coming out in July. I'm excited for that, but I wish that 
I think Thor should just stay with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that they're one and the same. Like, now that's, like, who he rolls with. Kind of, yeah. But the and the new Thor movie, they're going to have to do – they're going to have to do something with Guardians because that's where he's at. Yeah. That's where we left him with. Right, yeah. It'll be interesting. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, the Shang-Chi was the only movie I felt that was kind of an isolation – like, a true isolated movie. Yeah, I, I like that one, too. Yeah, I did, too. But, I mean, origin stories, like, Eternals was a truly isolated movie. Yeah, yeah, that one was, too. I mean, every origin story that they do is going to be completely isolated from everybody else. I mean, really, technically, the end credit scene for Shang-Chi wasn't very isolated because he oh, brought him no. up. But I wonder if that, I wonder if Doctor Strange grabbed him, if it's going to link uh, Shang-Chi to Doctor Strange movie. I wonder if he grabs him during that movie. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that credit was like him. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if he brings him in for that movie. Hey, there's so there's so many different. I hope they keep the dragon, man. You got to keep the dragon. I don't think the dragon's going to be in the movie. No, they got to bring him, man. That dragon's sick. That was sick. Yeah. It'll be interesting because that... uh. That realm his aunt was living in isn't a part of their that dimension, so it all I think it gets into the multiverse again, a way of crossing multiverses without being having to be a, a sorcerer supreme or being a wizard. Can I go a little conspiracy theorist on you here? Find us as something that I noticed during that when during that Shang Chi movie. You've seen it, right? You've seen everything. Yeah. Of course, you've seen it. Okay. During that movie, now you can call me crazy here, but that movie, Marvel has a huge presence in China, correct? The, right. they, love, they love the Marvel movies. And that movie was kind of built for China, right? Right. To be able to be released until, until it got banned because he said something bad about China, which is hilarious. But they, if you noticed in that movie, all the Americans were really stupid in that movie. Yeah, all like the uh, the 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 born and raised Americans were idiots, and right. then everybody everybody from China or whatnot was wise. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, for for the release of for the release of that movie. Yeah, that was a little conspiracy theorist. I'm well, I know, I know. I know um, I'm pretty sure. Like, there's a lot of to be released in China. There's like it has to follow rules. Like, no, no American character can arrest a Chinese person in a movie if you want it to be released in China. So, like, they had to follow, like, certain guidelines. So, I'm sure there's some – I wouldn't be surprised there's a guideline where they had to make Chinese – the Asian or Chinese characters more intellectual. You can't have, like, a American character more intellectual than a Chinese character or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and it was her his friend, the girl, the girl that he was with. Um, that I can't, did they end up, like, becoming – a couple or some shit. I, at the end. I, I can't remember. Towards the end, I, I they were they held hands to the portal. Yeah, think, yeah. So, so that that girl was an idiot the whole movie, but she was Chinese, but she was born in America, so she wasn't like truly Chinese, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, and she was an idiot. Um, I don't know. I found that kind of fascinating. Um, I turned to Mark during the movie. I was like, "You noticing this right now?" <laughs> um, and it was there was another thing. Uh, that their their colors, the the good guys were red. And the bad guys were blue in that. I don't know if you noticed that too. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think I paid attention to that. 
I don't know. It was just it was just funny or interesting stuff that I picked up on. I don't know whether or not it was on purpose or if it was just how they ended up writing the movie to yeah. to kind of fit what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's tough. I hope they bring him in the uh, the Doctor Strange movie. But we got the playoffs, man. We got to we got to talk about the NFL playoffs. Oh yeah, there's a lot of shit happening today, man. So Dallas Dallas beat Philadelphia last night. Yeah, bye. absolutely crushed them. So that moves them to twelve and five, I believe, or yeah, 12, twelve and five. Six. Twelve First and six. In the East. Yeah, because it's a new, uh, it's a new uh, New Year. So there's twelve and twelve and six. So they locked up. They were the four seed. Um, this Rams 49ers game is incredibly important. Because if the Rams win or lose, if the Rams win, they're the two seed in the NFC. But if they lose, they drop to the five seed because the Cardinals, if they lose and the Cardinals win, they drop to the five seed and the Cardinals win the division. So the Rams would be on the road the whole playoffs. I don't think they can win. I don't think that Matthew Stafford has the experience to go and win a bunch of road playoff games to get to the Super Bowl. Um, but with that being said, I think that he can, I think that they're the best bet to beat Green Bay in the NFC. The Rams? Else doing it. Yeah, I don't see anybody else doing it, unless you want to make the argument that the Cowboys and their defense could do it. Not even the Bucks. I guess that, yeah. Uh, I mean, the way they've been playing, though, and you know Tom Brady's going to turn it up in the playoffs. Yeah, but the but the way they've been playing, they've been playing incredibly well. Uh, it's tough because I don't know because now they with the whole Antonio Brown fiasco, people are like, "Oh, who's gonna throw the ball to?" Chris Godwin's out. Antonio Brown. I don't know. I mean, let's not let's not act like Tom Brady can't make guys catch the ball. But that is going to be a problem. And Leonard Fournette's out. Uh, is he still out? I believe so. But they're—I mean—they're going to be resting all the their starters. I think they're pretty locked in. So here's some scenarios today at one o'clock. You got the Colts versus Jacksonville. If Colts win, they clinch. Um, so they're in. Um. And here's another interesting scenario. This is going to make your stomach turn because it's your tits. But there's nothing more that the Houston Texans would love to do than take away the number one seed from Tennessee. Yeah, you're right. But they got to win the game. Is King King Henry playing? No. The King isn't playing? He shouldn't. I, th- I think it was up in the air. He's uh, elig- I know he's eligible to play because he's been practicing, but if I'm the Titans and we make the playoffs regardless or we win, obviously you want the first week by. I get that. You want the rest. He's um, out. You- he's out. They, they, they took him out. They, they did. Okay, I was about to say because if you're – Don't big- mess with big men and feet, man. That's what I'm saying. When you're 250, I don't care if you're 250 lean or 250 all fat, you're 250. Yeah, it's a lot so of weight foot. on an ankle, yeah, or a foot, and it was well actually being two fifty and lean 
might be more you could argue might be more of a problem because he's explosive yeah and when you're explosive and you got a messed up foot it's gotta heal right that's zion's problem he's got a foot it's not healing right and it's gonna take forever because he's so explosive you need that foot at least 80 percent to do anything worth being out there for and that's bare minimum. still sketchy bro but that's a bare minimum 80 percent and that's yeah. to go out there and to be kind of explosive. Right. Here, here's my argument. You know I'm not the biggest fan of the tits, but here's my argument with it. If he's running full speed in practice and he's doing full speed workouts, the way that he's going to injure his foot is not going to be by taking a hit. It's going to be by him planting. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a non-contact injury. So if he's already running full speed in practice, he's already planting on the foot. You just, I mean, he's either going to get injured in practice or in the game. I mean, it is what it is. If the injury is going to happen, it's going to happen regardless. So probably you might as well play him, right? It's not yeah. you're not worried well, about him taking a hit. Well, it, well, I don't know if you say you might as well play him because if because it depends on practice. Because he could be running full speed at practice, but if he's only getting twenty percent of the workload, that's still that's that still helps in the case of him getting to hundred percent. Now, if he's practicing hundred percent and he's going hundred percent and whatever, then it's like okay, well, you might as well play him because he's doing everything full tilt. Yeah. So, but I don't think he's getting the workload in practice of his normal. And his game's really built off of is that he needs. He don't really start getting get going until he has 15, 20 carries. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just that's just how he is. So you just gotta feed the you gotta feed the rock to him. But to be honest with you, that have you been watching you haven't been have you you've been working, so you haven't been able to watch the Tits games, have you? I've been able to watch him. I don't know who the back is. I can't remember his name. Oh, Number seven, uh, I believe, with the dreads. Yeah. I mean, he's oh Foreman, not Freeman, Foreman. See, I'm a big believer in that NFL running backs are a dime a dozen. I think that you can get – I think you can get a walk-on – not a walk-on. I think you can sign a lower-tier level running back or find one in your practice squads or whatnot that can do 80% of what a star running back can do. I think that – I don't know uh, about that one. I mean – Well, it, it depends on who you have started. Like if you're if your run game is mediocre to begin with, I'll agree with you. If you have mm -hmm. the best rushing, run if you have the best running back and rushing performance in the NFL, I disagree. Because I think they could give you eighty percent of the production. I think that the I think like a, a star wide receiver or a, obviously a, so a quarterback, right? If you have a top tier NFL quarterback and you get a lower level, you're getting like forty. 30 or 40% of the production. I think a receiver, just because of like Devontae, like take Devontae Adams, for example, like his route running ability to catch the ball, his chemistry with A Rodge, that's harder to replace. But I think with the running back position and just handing the ball off to get four to five yards of carry, that's because that's what they want. They don't care about the, they're really not banking. Maybe they're banking it with Henry, but they're not banking on big chunk plays with the run game. You just need them to get four to five yards. The, you know how hard is he at four or five yards to carry? I, I, well, of course, it's, it's really hard. But still, like, that's what they're aiming for. So I think you can get that. I think you can get – I think it's easily – it's the most 
easily replaceable position in the NFL other than I think even kicker. I think a bad kicker, I think you can't yeah, – I think it's the easy, most easily replaceable position in the NFL. Uh, I think it, it might be uh, – that's tough to say the most easily replaceable. Because, I mean, think about the, the, I think maybe think about interior. the difference between a Joey Bosa and somebody on a practice squad. It's fucking huge, right? Well, I mean, you can say the same for Derrick Henry and somebody. It's huge. Don't forget, Derrick Henry was on pace to shatter the single-season rushing record in the NFL. And he was on pace to have three consecutive 2,000 rushing yards ever. Nobody has ever done that in the history of the NFL. Three consecutive 2,000 rushing yards. He was on mm-hmm. pace to destroy all of that. And now, don't get me wrong, Foreman's been playing fantastic, but it's week 18. He only has 400, he's 497 yards. Derrick Henry still has more rushing yards. splitting carries, though. Foreman's huh? splitting carries. Foreman's splitting carries big time. Well, that's what I'm saying. You that, But that's my point. You have to, when you lose Derrick Henry, to get 80% of his production, you have to do it with multiple running backs, not just one. Is my point. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Jonathan Taylor, it Derrick Henry was out. It took Jonathan Taylor, what, five or six weeks to pass Derrick Henry in rushing yards, and Derrick Henry didn't play for almost a month? It took him well, that much well, longer to pass him? Well, uh, hold on there. I'm just, the I'm, just saying, Colts, I'm just saying stats. The Col- I know, but I'm saying the Colts changed their scheme when they realized what they had with Jonathan Taylor. No, I, I understand that. It wasn't that. built around Jonathan Taylor from the get-go. It was built around Derrick Henry from the get-go. They knew no, going I, into the season to feed the I, under- I understand that, but all I, I literally just stated a fact. That's all. And all <laughs> I'm saying is, because let's look, because here's the disrespect to Derrick Henry. People are advocating Jonathan Taylor for MVP, right? Yeah. I have no problem with that. He's Obviously, he's one of the most valuable players in the in the NFL because without Jonathan Taylor, the Colts are nothing. Let's be honest. Yeah. But Derek, everything Jonathan Taylor's doing, Derek Henry did last year and the year before. Well, Jonathan Taylor's not gonna win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers is gonna win it. No, no, I get that. But last year, no, who no, besides Titans fans, there was no media coverage of Maybe one of, there wasn't the hype around Derrick Henry for being MVP that there is for Jonathan Taylor when when Derrick Henry was doing this two years in a row back to back. Where where was these people last year? Like if Jonathan Taylor were to win MVP this year, that means Derrick Henry was robbed of MVP last year, and you could argue the year before because Jonathan Taylor didn't do this two years in a row. Hmm. I mean, That's all I'm saying is. Why can't we keep the same energy for great? Now, obviously, I, I don't know. I don't think a running back will ever win MVP just because of the way the game's set up with quarterbacks. If it's not a quarterback, it'll be a receiver. Uh, and it'll be the, the quarterback that's probably the runner-up. Uh, that would be number two. That'd be that same, that, that receiver's quarterback. But I think they need to make a, I think they need to make a, a different award. They have offensive player of the year, don't they? Yeah, they do, but like a like a different award that it can go to the most outstanding player because I've had this argument with y'all and it really boils down to the MVP, but uh, or to NBA that I have this argument with because I think that if it's the most valuable player, then LeBron should have won it fifteen years yeah. in a row, right? right. Like he's yeah. the most valuable player in the league. 
So I think you need to have the MVP to who is legitimately the most valuable player and then the most outstanding player, right? right. I think Jonathan Taylor wins the most outstanding player this year. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is easily the most valuable in the league right now. Yeah. And Shit, shit. I don't know if you if you if you're really talking about value to a franchise, like then you got to start throwing Patrick Mahomes' name in there. You got to even with his lackluster year. Yeah, the Chiefs are nothing without Patrick Mahomes, or uh, Tom Brady's got to be thrown in there. So I, I I don't know. I think they got to switch up the wording of it because like this year in the NBA, it's going to be the the MVP or whatnot. You could well, you can't even make the argument for Jaw. I don't know who is it this year. Uh, Steph, uh, Steph, Steph, KD, yeah. Giannis is up there. I LeBron, saw, bro, bro. A few weeks ago, Rudy Gobert was fifth. I was sick to my stomach <laughs> when I saw that he was fifth in the MVP ladder. <laughs> see, he's but, not he's not fifth anymore. But see, if we, if we did it in the NBA, it'd be like a LeBron. It'd be a Steph. It'd be a Giannis. It'd be a KD. But like the Yo, most LeBron's not even. LeBron, I don't think he's top 10. In, no, I don't think he's – he's not even up there in MVP ranking just because the Lakers are not doing well. But I mean, they're doing well now. They're on a 6-0 run. Yeah. 5-0 run. I don't well, know. LeBron's you, averaged 34 over the past nine games. I That's know. all I know. So, you know, like, people just don't like greatness. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got to be in that conversation. But so, like, all those guys are the most valuable – but, like, this year in the NBA, like, most outstanding, you get to start throwing in names like Darius Garland, uh, John Morant, uh, people people of that caliber that are just yeah. having a crazy season. But Like a standout. Yeah. yeah, they're not technically the most valuable. Because, I mean, you could even throw the argument for the NFL, you could throw Joe Burrow in there, right? Yeah. Joe Burrow, that, that, team, that team is legitimately a two-win team without Joe Burrow. Like oh, they, yeah, for sure. They're, they're not getting anywhere. And he's taken them. He won their division, taken them to the playoffs, beat the Chiefs. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think they need to switch up the wording. But yeah, because most been, most you know, valuable – because like, like in the NBA, most valuable doesn't mean the best player. It just means no. the most valuable. Yeah. You can be the best player and not win MVP. Because mm-hmm. if that were the case uh, – if that were the case – it was like that, then MJ should have six. Well, you could argue MJ should have 10 MVPs because he was the best yeah. player in the NBA for. Yeah, I mean, decades. really, really. And you could, I mean, you could break it down by era, right? Like yeah. during during the 80s, it's either going to be Magic or Bird. Late, late 80s, early 90s, it goes to Jordan. Early 2000s, it's going to go to Kobe. Kobe. 2010, it's going to be LeBron, right? Yeah. If they were really, really saying who's the most valuable player in the league, but that's just not how it is. Um, I don't know, but they'll never do that. No. Uh, do you see the shit that uh, that guy, uh, the a random guy that votes for the Hall of Fame, said that he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP yeah. because of his offseason? He said it didn't matter what he did during the season, he wasn't going to vote for him because of what happened during the offseason, which is sketchy as hell. He's just old. Yeah, he's just old, bro. You know, when you're old and you, I mean, that's his opinion, rightfully so. But you know, when you get old, you see, like, you've seen it all, you've been through it, Uh and it's hard to change that somebody's opinion that has all these years lived and experience. It's hard to change those those people's opinions. 
See, I think that's going to be, that's the biggest thing that I want to do when I get older is I want, I don't want to be that old senile guy, you know? Oh, that, that refuses to you have see it a different family. way. Yeah, like, I think that you, you have people in your family, too, that are on the older side that are set in their ways and know, yeah. like, like, and it's like they're not evolving with what's going on in the world. Like, yeah. I hope that when I get older, I can evolve. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be can't expect them to be good with technology and stuff but like their viewpoints and how they see the world i hope that i hope that i can be conscious enough to be able to keep growing my opinions even when i'm 70 you know now last thing because we got like six minutes if somehow rogers wins mvp this year he will what does what does that say what does that say what does that say for green bay because you know, let, let's let's not remember why. Let's not let's not forget. Rogers did what he did in the offseason for a reason. He didn't do it for no reason. He there was a reason behind it. Let's not forget. Rogers wanted help. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to do it with Green Bay because this is his team. He's like the Dirk of the NFL. He's want, he's been with this team his whole career. He wants to do. He wants to bring this franchise more wins, more accolades. So I need help. I need more receivers. Or I need you to get me more weapons because all he really had was Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. right? That was that was now he's got other guys, but like that's that go getter guy. He only had one. I need more he help. Had, he has Aaron Jones. Let's not disrespect. Well, yeah, Aaron him. Jones. But I'm talking about in terms of throwing the ball. Well, Aaron Jones he's yeah. throwing a lot of stuff out of back. But I'm talking about down yeah. the field. It's third and fifteen. We got to convert this. I need a downfield thrower or a downfield catcher. All right, I need help. Help me out in this draft. We got you. What do they do? They draft a quarterback. First round. <laughs> they could have had T. Higgins or Michael Pittman. They drafted, bro. I promise you, Aaron Rodgers felt betrayed, backstabbed. Because he's a and what the what are the 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 but the Bucks, the the Packers were thinking Rodgers didn't have that many years left in him. He's probably gonna start a decline in his performance. We need to start drafting a quarterback for our next franchise quarterback. So that next round we can start rebuilding, and when he's gone, bam, we're good. Just like Brett Favre and the Aaron Rodgers, uh, yeah. it was a you know seamless transition. They're trying the to. Problem get ready. was the problem was is they traded up to get Jordan Love. They traded they they moved in the draft to get him. It's not like and, that they were sitting there and he fell to him. Like they they had exactly. the intentions of going and getting him. Exactly. That's problem number one. So then. So then contract negotiations. Oh, they don't know if they want them long-term because they're worried about performance. What does he do? He goes out, wins MVP. <laughs> the most pristine award besides the Super Bowl ring, besides the Super Bowl, the most pristine award you can win as a NFL football player. He goes out and wins that. Yeah. All right? So now, Green, so now the offseason, Green Bay still debating on their future with Rodgers. He wants this. He wants that. We don't know if we want it. How long is he going to play? Well, he's about to win it again. <laughs> now, yes, they went on and got a random Randall Cobb. Or uh, is his first name Randall? They went on and got Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb, yeah. Yeah, they got, uh, is it Mercedes Lewis, the tight end? Mm-hmm. They went, so, you know, they did, all right, here, let's let's go get some free agent guys, some veteran guys to help him out because he, he's working with somebody. He wanted, let, so they got him that. He's about to win MVP again. At this point, I'm go- and then he doesn't know if he's gonna be there next year. If I'm Green Bay after the season, all the stuff we got on the table, what do you want? <laughs> what do you 
one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That Two team's de- built, too. That team's built. That team, that defense is nasty. They haven't had Zaire Alexander the whole season. He's coming back. They've been missing the star defensive lineman. I can't remember his name. I mean, that that team is young and nasty right now. Exactly. And they don't even need another receiver, man. Devontae Adams, it, it, it just their chemistry, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' chemistry is so good that I mean I, they knew they know that he's going to Devontae Adams on 80% of the plays and, and still, they can't stop it. Still they, gets there. Yeah, they, I mean, they just can't stop it. So why do you really need another receiver? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the rock, like you got Lazard, uh, which I think he got injured. I don't remember, but he, you got he has good chemistry with Scantling's yeah. the only one that it the uh Valdez Scantling is the only one that seems I don't know. It seems like that the there that that's a that's a piece that could be moved yeah. off of. But like looking at him now, I think in terms of like the draft. I think it's all they really need to do at this point is maybe get – maybe, maybe get you one more – maybe not even a starter, but a guy that his play style is downfield catcher, a guy mm-hmm. that could, you know, like a 50-50 ball go-getter, get you a guy like that, and then just build depth in the O-line. And because they're running backs, you got uh, Dylan and uh, Jones. So, I mean, running back, you got a two-headed monster. Yeah. Uh, receiver, you know, you're straight. You go you go get some depth at receiver, get some depth in the uh, offensive line and protect them. And defense, wherever you need depth, get depth there. I, I think it's really a shame, too, that they didn't. And it, th- this wasn't the Packers organization's fault. Uh, but I think that if they, they would have went out and got OBJ when he was a free agent. It, OBJ, they went after him, and Aaron Rodgers called him, tried to get him, but he ended up going to the Rams. Yeah. But I think that you throw OBJ on that team as well, man. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just, yeah. But I know you got to go, so yeah. But uh, and then we'll get some. Uh, we got to figure out because uh, I kind of I want to get a cast in before the playoffs start. Okay. So well, that's all going to be on Sunday, right? No, it's going to start Saturday. Yeah, that's what I figured. So we'll figure out, and then we got to get Calvin irresponsible ass on here all right but ladies and gentlemen we appreciate y'all's listening we appreciate y'all's watching we are back guards at 615 brand new year more content to you guys and stay healthy stay dangerous stay away from mayo stay away from ranch get you some mayo get you some ranch get you some zag sauce oh no but all right y'all heard it here first we're out guards 615 deuces